We have a huge milestone to celebrate today. We have a dramatic cookbook reading for you, and I am making a questionable parent choice here on The Upside. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Friday, November 10th. We are recording this from 1022 Studios at Industrious. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful to be alive for 50 years. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful that you are turning 50 years old today. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. T-Bird posted on social media that the song Happy Birthday sounds like something that should be in a horror film. It's Awful. And I can't unnotice that now. Yeah, I absolutely she hate tried, the birthday song. She said, you do too? I, I'll do the Stevie Wonder version, but this version. I, what's the Stevie Wonder version? I'm not going to sing it, but you know, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Oh, but that's not the happy birthday song. That's No, but that is a, a happy birthday song that I can get right, on board. Right, and there's the Beatles. There's a lot of birthday songs, but the song happy birthday to you T-Bird said when she's at parties, she tries to get people to sing for he's a jolly good fellow or for she's a jolly good fellow instead of the happy birthday song because it sounds like a funeral march, and she's not wrong. I ha- And everybody's off key. It's, like, hard to sing. Nobody ever sounds good. And I would be totally fine with everyone just saying, happy birthday, and then you blow out a candle and that's it. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, anyway, so happy 50th turn, birthday. Turn 50 and grumpy. That's me. How are you feeling? I don't know. I don't. 50 feels old. Does and, it? And I don't feel old. I mean, I was battling a pimple yesterday. 50 is the new 40. I guess. it feel, Honestly, it feels weird. You've asked me all week what we're, what we're doing for dinner tonight. I have no idea. I don't know if I want to celebrate or if I want to stay home and do Friday night pizza night. I don't know. Yeah. The whole thing for it's the whole thing is weird. I'm not mad at it. I'm not overjoyed at it. If anything, I feel a little bit sad. Why do you feel sad? I just I just don't I I don't on a day-to-day basis I'm not sad. But I'm just in. A, I'm just in a. This is this place in life is not where I expected to be at age fifty, mm-hmm. based on where I was at forty and thirty. Yeah. Now it's exactly where I want to be. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. Ellie is so cute. I'm so excited to meet baby number two. I'm so excited to be married to you. I'm so excited to be working with you. So I'm not sad, but I I. There was a point, I think, on your 40th birthday where we said the sentence, for your 50th, we should get a group of friends together and go to St. Bart's. Yeah. (laughs) Right. That ain't happening. Right now, Um, we can't even afford to go to St. Simon's. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. So, but it's not, I mean, it's also, you got to take your daughter to school today. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. I, yeah, I have no, I have no complaints. Um, I'm not, it, it's just, it's such a weird feeling. I think I just expected it to be different. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what. It's just weird. It's it's weird. Um, 
But I'm, I, yeah. So it's just, it feels like just another day, which is adding to the weirdness because that's not how I celebrate milestone birthdays. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it also feels weird to be 50 and welcoming child number two. Yeah. It's old, right? Yeah. Like I'm going to be almost 70 when baby number two graduates from high school. That's weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's weird. That's weird. When Ellie's the age-ish that I am now, you'll be like 83. I'll be dead probably. <laughs> so. Do you have any like big, because I always love hearing what people have to say this and big milestones in their life. Is there anything that, any life regrets or any huge lessons that you feel like are important for yourself and or your daughters and or people? Um, regret, I have, I used to, I, I spent a lot of time and I, p- part of me still believes that, oh, I don't have any regrets because every decision I made in the past led me to be the person I am today at this moment right. in time. Right. The, I think I, I'm starting to think that that's kind of BS, mm-hmm. right? Because you can still be on the same path, but make different decisions. I wish I continued the physical fitness, healthy eating thing after I did the triathlon. Mm-hmm. I've never been in great shape. Like, I've never been a, an athlete. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But uh, I was feeling pretty crappy when I did the triathlon, and I got, I lost a lot of weight. I got into probably the best physical shape of my adult life, mm-hmm. and I did it for, like, maybe close to a year, and then it just kind of faded away. I regret not sticking with that because it, I, I do think it becomes – significantly harder as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, I regret not making better money decisions mm-hmm. um, and investing differently. I have been cautious to the point where it has, where it impacts our existence now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah, I can't buy a house. And I have no idea where that comes from. But, you know, when... For whatever reason, when we moved out of the townhouse that I was living in mm-hmm. and we got married, I was, I, I, it was, I had just signed a new radio contract and I, I was thinking, oh, can't buy a house because what if I'm only here for three years? Right. But that's a lot. I, and I've done, I've done that number. Real estate has been, I, I just, I don't know where that comes from, mm-hmm. but I made a lot of. Regrets. But I also made a lot of really good decisions. Some of them probably uh, kind of unintentional. Um, I am so grateful that I left the comfort of my job at the Burt Show to go try something on my own, mm-hmm. even though it didn't end up the way... I thought it would when I started there. Mm-hmm. It was still an incredible learning opportunity. I learned so much about myself and how I, what I like and don't like about certain behaviors. But also, I just, 
I just needed to do. I can't imagine my life had I not left. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. I, this is going to sound petty and catty, but it's it's not. I'm very grateful that I did not have kids in my first marriage mm-hmm. because I see the challenges that a lot of divorced couples have navigating yeah. that. And um, I'm grateful that, that that's not... That's not something, you know, that that I have to deal with. I'm grateful that when I was much younger, I just made decisions to, like, I loaded up a beat-up old Ford Escort and moved from Syracuse, New York, to Boston to take a radio job, right? Yeah. And then I moved from Boston to Tucson, Arizona without a—I don't think I had a car when I moved out there. Mm-hmm. I bought a beat-up old Toyota Corolla that my morning show co-host, host partner, had to, like, co-sign to help yeah. me get when I was out there. Um, and then moving to, from there to Philadelphia and Philadelphia, and Philadelphia to Atlanta. And, and yeah, I just, I'm grateful for all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I have a lot of regrets, but I'm also, but if you, if you were putting them on a piece of paper, I would have half of a page of regrets and 20 pages of great, to, yeah, proud of the decisions. Um, and then I, my number one piece of life advice is, I, I, the simple way to say it is don't be indecisive. Mm-hmm. I'm the king of analysis to paralysis. Yeah. I'm the king of let's look at everything. Let's, let's imagine the worst possible outcome. And I, let's not buy a house because in three years we might have to move and sell our house. Right. Guess what? If you rent a place, right, you're still gonna have to get out of it and move and find a new place to live. Right. It's just so I'm the king of that. And if I instill anything into our daughters, <laughs> right? Um, I just want to empower them to understand that very few decisions are going to stop the earth from spinning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't Drink and drive, that's a dumb decision. Don't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't, uh, you know, do dangerous things. Don't, you know, be be dumb about the people you hang out with or who you associate with or or intentionally sabotage your group. Don't, stuff like that. Uh, but don't make dumb decisions, but also make quick decisions. Mm-hmm. That's my number one lesson I hope to impart. Well, happy birthday. I am so grateful for you and our partnership and our relationship. And I just cannot imagine life without you. And um, I think that we are perfect partners together. Not that each one of us is perfect, but that we make a really ideal team together that I'm really proud of. And I love you so much. Thank you. Today's dramatic cookbook reading is actually very sweet. Uh, I did not write down the name of the person who sent this to me on Instagram, um, but it's Stephanie's mom. I know this because the dramatic reading was written by Stephanie. No. And uh, I think she is maybe 10 or 11 Okay. Years old. And she wrote this about her grandpa's eggnog. No. Hey, everyone. Let me tell you about my grandpa, Rick, 
and his super special homemade eggnog. Every year, from November 1st to the end of December, he'd make so much of it. When I was about seven or eight, visiting my grandparents was the best, especially because of Grandpa's eggnog. He'd always be in the kitchen, mixing and stirring like a wizard. It was like he was making a secret potion, not just his favorite holiday drink. He never told any of us his recipe. He would just smile and add something else to the mix, making all of us curious. The eggnog was almost like a member of our family every Christmas. It was really thick and yummy. Grandpa always seemed to be enjoying a private joke whenever he drank it, and his mustache would get all covered in eggnog. One snowy day, he gave me a little cup of it and said, this is for my top taste tester. I'll never forget the snow and the taste. It was the best thing ever. Grandpa looked so happy and proud. Grandpa Rick isn't here anymore, but whenever we have Aww. eggnog, it's like he's still with us, laughing and joking around. Eggnog is a really special memory for me. Catch you later, Stephanie. Stephanie, that was awesome. That's so Yay. sweet. Thank you for sharing that with us. I almost want to try eggnog now. Okay, I was thinking that because it kind of sounded good to me. I have two things to admit to you. One, I've only ever had one sip of eggnog ever. And two, I don't really understand what it is. I think... Like it's literally raw eggs, right? I think so. And vanilla, and I think you froth it. I believe... I can't drink it now. My dad made it homemade. And is it all boozy? No, no, no. Look, I don't think, I'm guessing, I don't think, I think Grandpa Rick is giving his eight-year-old granddaughter. But you can mix it. It's like coffee. Like you can mix it with Kahlua or okay. you know, liqueurs or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly people do that. But you know who knows the answer? Who? Brad Nitz. Why does our, Brad Nitz know that? Our favorite meteorologist loves eggnog. Does he really? Loves it. That's so weird. How do you even know that? Because he posts about it every year during the holidays. <laughs> I think he loves it. Either he loves it tremendously or he hates it passionately. You know what my grandmother used to love and eat every year and also give away as gifts? Fruitcake. I don't understand that. I don't understand it either. And it's one of those super weird. Kevin Gillespie would know the history of eggnog. And also I feel like fruitcake is a very 50s Dessert it's, slash it's, thing. It's gelatin based, and we've had this conversation with Kevin about why gelatin based foods were so popular were in the fifties. So huge from the early fifties to the seventies. Yeah, I forget why. Yeah, but I'm sure fruitcake falls in that category. I just can't, in good conscience, give anyone a gift that expires. Around the same time that Ellie will legally be able to rent a car. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you give somebody a fruitcake, it's good for the next 20 years. Yeah. Disgusting. I said something out loud this week. Well, not out loud, like on Instagram. And then immediately was like, wait a minute. Maybe I'm not normal. <laughs> Maybe I am a weird and or not so smart parent or I'm a genius. I don't know. It could okay. go either way. So you have to tell me which side of the spectrum I'm on. There's so many options. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So on one side, I have had friends that had kids way before me that said, oh, my gosh, 
fill-in-the-blank show is so annoying. Like, much how I feel like my parents were probably annoyed by Barney. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that was the quote-unquote annoying 90s show, even yeah. though we as kids loved it. Yeah. Um, I have just made the decision to not turn on anything in our house that I also don't want to watch. So people warned me about Blippy and how annoying that was. So right. I just have never, ever done that. Right. Um, I don't do, like I turned on Paw Patrol for five seconds. I was like, I can't handle this. And I mm, pass. Um, Sesame Street I love. Bluey I love. But I won't turn on things for <laughs> Ellie that I also don't like to watch. So what was it when you said that on Instagram? Were people bashing you or were people siding with you? No. People were like, oh, my gosh, you're so lucky. I wish I had never started this in my house. And I was like, is it weird that I'm censoring my daughter? But not because I think something, the content isn't good for her or she's too little. I'm censoring it flat out because I don't want to watch it. And I don't want to hear it. And I don't want to have the songs like Coco Melon, haven't done it. Peppa Pig, haven't done it. Does that make me a terrible parent or a smart one? I think that's exactly, I think that's a thousand percent. I think you would be a terrible parent if you were forcing her to watch something that she hated because you liked it. Yeah. You know, I always joke with Ellie that uh, her favorite TV show is Bluey because she just, she's never really gotten into Bluey. She'll watch it. We love it. Bluey. If it's on, I love Bluey. Bluey it's makes me great. cry. I'm so sad. It's Bluey. It's, I'm so, so emotional. <laughs> Mom. Right. But uh, Ellie could care less. She couldn't yeah. care less. You know what I mean? She's like, yeah, whatever. And I think it would be different if we were forcing her to watch Bluey, even though she didn't, didn't really like it. Didn't like it. Yeah. But I don't think, I think you're 1,000%. I think 95% of parents are exactly doing what you do. You think so? 100%. Happy Veterans Day to everyone who has uh, served the United States in the armed forces. We appreciate you. We are so grateful for your service. And I feel like veterans serving, I mean, I think it's across the board. We all think it's an incredible thing to do. But also the sacrifice that their families make in order to make that happen, it is really a, for a lot of people, a team effort because your whole family of course. Supports your life while you're away. So it really is like a team effort. And if you have made that sacrifice, whether you are the veteran or you're someone who loves and supports a veteran, thank you because we would not have this wonderful life without you truly. And we are we are very grateful and oh so spoiled to live in a place where we feel generally safe. And um, so thank you for, for everything. We're going to get you off to your weekend with a beautiful human alert. There was a group of kids in Sacramento, California, and they were trick-or-treating, and they came upon an empty candy bowl during their trick-or-treating adventure. Now, because everyone has like a ring doorbell or whatever, uh-huh. like the, the homeowners captured it on video, and they got there, and they're like, there's no candy, and they weren't. But they could be like, oh, my gosh, this house stinks. Or like, oh, man, man, man." But instead of leaving bummed out, they decided they were going to refill the bowl with their own candy. So these sweet little kids. Now, did they just reach in blind and throw handfuls of candy in there? Or did they go through their bags and pick out all the crap? I do not know. But I think it's really. Either way, it's sweet. But if they did it blindly, it's double sweet. Um, so they're just like, no, you know what? We're going to fill out this bowl with candy so other kids can have ha- candy when they come. And it was 
totally their idea. It's something they came up with on the spot. And I think that is so cool. And of course their mom is like off to the side, like crying. Of course. She's like, this is so sweet, so thoughtful. And I just thought that was really cool. And I hope that our kids are as sweet as these kids in California. Um, so Jamie Lim, whose house it was, thank you for sharing that. And um, Isabel and David Lopez, who are two of the kids in the video. Um, you are a beautiful humans this week. You are strong, you are brave, you're kind, and you always belong here.